Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. It's the Bacardi episode, 151. At least I think it's Bacardi that has a 151 rum, but that's not my cup of tea, as many of you know. This week, we feature a couple of powerhouses, first conversation we have today is with Julie Haddock-Sauer, fresh off of her performance as Frau Blucher in Young Frankenstein the Musical at the Premier Playhouse. She also talks about being one of the original broads in broadcast theater. Then Haley Schmidt from Goodnight Theater Collective joins us. She's been in that troupe's past three cabarets, been a little bit busy. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner a pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. If you have a drink in your hand, hoist it. Doesn't matter what type of drink it is because I know we all listen to this show at different parts of the day. So it might be a cup of coffee or an orange juice or water, milk, whatever in the morning. Later in the evening, might be a beer, it might be a glass of water, it might be a glass of champagne, I don't know. Or it could be a highball like David is having now. And what we're doing this week is we are toasting staying calm in a busy time. Let me tell you, I'm just going to uh, tell a little bit, and this is also going to tie in with honorable mention later on. I had a very busy day, Monday. Monday is my day off. It's the day that I record the interviews in the conversations for this show. And it's also a day that, uh, it's since it's my day off from my regular work along with Sunday, it's the only time I get the chance to go in and have some doctor visits, things like that taken care of. So the day was quite busy. Plus I had lunch with uh, somebody and uh, I tell you what, it was just a, such a, a fun, fun day, despite how busy it was. And it was even one of those that in between things, I was able to sit about uh, two or three different times and sit outside on a beautiful day in a nice, good cup of coffee. And it kept me calm. Because otherwise, I'm one of those, I can get a little overwhelmed sometimes. So, to staying calm in a busy time, here's to you. It is time to find out who we're going to reward this week. To pick a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and Instagram automatically entered. We draw one name each week, and this week we say congratulations to April Jones. 
winning a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. That's a, that's a free pizza, by the way. Uh, congratulations. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. So what has tickled Dave's fancy this week? Well, remember when I was toasting to staying calm, part of the things that made me happy during that day were chance meetings. So first of all, Emily Wilson and I were discussing some business and we're having lunch at uh, the Blarney Stone in that nice area, uh, you know, and it was a beautiful day Monday. And it's that area that, you know, the garage doors are swung open so that you can feel the fresh air, see the people walking by. And sure enough, here come two more creatives, Kim Bartling and the tallest man I've ever interviewed. Yes, you know him, don't you? Mitchell Olson. And so we got to talk to them for a few minutes. It was great. Well, earlier, before I went to lunch, I was uh, coming out of a store and in a parking lot jack unruh and he stops to say well hello mr holly how'd i do on that that that's an okay imitation of him and uh, just a great chance at meeting and talking with him from late night boomin which has another show that they're going to be recording live at the washington pavilion belbus theater on the 20th one week from today then later in the day as I'm winding down from yet another thing and headed toward another, I run in to the old SDSU music professor, Jim McKinney, who many of you have probably seen around these parts. He plays at a lot of jazz combos. He's great on the marimbas and whatever those other little things are that you use the mouths on. Yeah, whatever it is, he does a fantastic job on them. And it was a, just a, a great time of running into him as well. All of those things combined put me in a great mood and put a smile on my face for honorable mention this week. Now, coming up later in the show from Goodnight Theater, powerhouse singer Haley Schmidt. But up next, it's actor Julie Haddock-Sauer from the Premier Playhouse and Broadcast Theater on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Sure, if they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. The Dave Holly Hour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. 
Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say right off the bat, that it is always a pleasure to talk arts and entertainment going on in the Sioux Empire. You know what? This is episode number 151, so we got 150 in the books already. Today, we will have our guests number 236 and 237, but there's been almost 450 total guest appearances uh, over the three years. We just celebrated the three-year anniversary of the show on the 10th of October. So it's become customary for me to say it is because it is such. I mean, think about that, 150 episodes. And uh, I just love talking to different artists, different creators, entertainers. And I love that I get the chance, finally, to talk to Julie Haddock-Sauer. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Glad to hear that. Great to have you along. Because this week, you are in between shows. I am indeed. Yeah, You just finished a, a great run of Young Frankenstein for the Premier Playhouse, which was uproariously funny. Uh, and just thoroughly have always enjoyed that. I, I'm Like I told you before we started, I was very partial to the movie. So I'm sitting there going, okay, what's this going to be like? And this was so much more fun. You know, obviously, you're live in a theater mm-hmm. and, and experiencing it. But just uh, the way that the movie was adapted uh, for the, uh, the stage and the songs that came about from it, way too, way too much fun. You had to have a blast being in that. Oh, my gosh. We had every bit as much fun as it looked like. <laughs> I will <laughs> tell you that. It was, it was so much fun. And I got to spend some stage time with my friend Casey Kustak. Yes. Who was my fiance in cabaret a few months back right. so it was fun yeah. to get back together with him but and and you know there were a few roles that i thought were just absolutely made for the people that were cast mm-hmm. in them and cases was one of them as oh, igor yes absolutely just awesome awesome job and just uh, so fun to see everybody uh you know the more that i get out and about and taking all these shows the more people i get a chance to sit down and, and talk with mm-hmm. like yourself find out more about them and uh, the family continues to grow. And I know that that's one thing that's very important in the theater, isn't it? That you get a theater family. Absolutely. And honestly, I'm new to theater. Mm-hmm. I didn't start acting until I was 50. And I'm 57 now. So Good for you. Um, and What made you been, decide to do that then? Well, I always wanted to when I was younger, but I was way too shy at the time. Life got in the way. I mm-hmm. just let it go. And my, when my son Josh turned 14 he got involved in the camps at at the time uh was yeah correct and he was jean valjean in uh, les mis jr and i went to see that and i was just carried away by it and started getting the itch and so i started auditioning and my first role was in mary poppins in 2016 Mm -hmm. so so you hadn't really done anything in high school or nope. or college or anything? Nothing. I have wow. no training whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do a remarkable job. Well, thank you. Do, do you feel that you're self-taught, or is it the fact that uh, you've had some very good directors? What What's gotten oh, you to this point? A little bit of both. Some of it has been supporting my son mm-hmm. um, in it and helping him find information. He did go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York, and so... You know, I looked at his curriculum and those kinds of things to try to find ideas. But a lot of it is the directors, I think, can right. pull things out of me. So. Well, did, did you have a creative spirit prior? Yes. Um, 
I taught fitness classes for 27 years. Okay. I was in the days of the leg warmers and the leotards. <laughs> and so I did choreograph and create routines of every kind for years. So I guess I would say I'm creative in that way. Um, I like to write. So Poetry, prose, um, any and all? A little bit of both. Um, for a while, I was dabbling in fiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never went anywhere with it, but I did it for myself. And, um, yeah, I've been writing monologues and scenes for broadcast theater. We um, wrote a show last right. summer, uh, Broadly Speaking and Other BS. Yes. And <laughs> Excellent. And so, yeah, I wrote it was several. Was watching it in a barn? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> the winery. <laughs> yes. You did come out to the winery to see it. Yes, we did. Okay, yeah. cool. Yes. We have had a blast with that. It was just that. a cell phone of mine that fell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, each of us contributed some stories. They're all real life, true stories. Right. And, yeah. And the other great thing is uh, that also is one of the premier premieres that's coming up in it February. Is. It is. It is a shortened version. It's an hour-long mm-hmm. version. Our actual show is more like an hour and a half. But, yeah, in February. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that we could do this, but right. here and, we are. And it's, it, I almost wanted to introduce you as, and uh, today, this particular broad, uh, because you you know, that, <laughs> that's that's the whole tongue-in-cheek part about it. Mm-hmm. You know, people hear broadcast theater, well, what's that, right? No, two words, yep. broadcast. Yep, and that was on purpose, so feel right. free to call us broads, because <laughs> that's what we refer to each other as. I, I know that, so. you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a previous guest was telling me that, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sue Martins, I bet. Well, Sue Martins did. Yeah. And Tapkin. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They both uh, said, oh, yeah, well, let me check with the other broads and yep. you know, see what we can arrange. And exactly. So that has so, to be just an absolute blast to put those together. It is. It's, it's been wonderful. And these are the most amazing women. We all met in 2017 uh, in the cast of Calendar Girls mm-hmm. for SACT at the time and just really clicked. And then in 2019, Nancy and Beth decided they wanted to try to start something for women of a certain age mm-hmm. because, as the, we know... The roles typically aren't there. Right. right. And 80 women show up for every role that comes up. So yeah. <laughs> the competition is fierce. So we decided, well, we're going to do our own thing and put it out there. So we started that in the fall of 2019 and started with uh, Nora and Delia Efron's Love, Loss, and yep. What I Wore and really Saw enjoyed that doing that. Co-op. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yep. I'm a fan. Thank you. <laughs> So, and we actually won a Sioux Falls Stage Award for that one. That's right. Which yeah. was cool. Yeah. And, and now coming up next week then, what's your in-between from Young at Frankenstein to next week, Irma Bombay. Yes, at oh. wit's end. And you know what's funny? I was telling all the, I call them the kids in the cast because I'm usually the oldest person in any of these casts at the Premier Playhouse. <laughs> and I'm like, who is, who, is, who is Irma Bombeck? Who is that? Oh. Well, Ouch. ask your mother. Yeah. Because, yeah, 60s, 70s, those wonderful true story books that she wrote mm-hmm. were so comical and so relatable. Yeah, and and the, uh, the newspaper columns that, yes. that she had and so forth. Yes. Just outstanding. In oh. fact, uh, I was telling Nancy this when she was on, uh, that my, col- my freshman year of college in oral intern, our final wasn't a written type final. Our, our final was a project that we had to 
uh, find 40 different pieces and then uh, write a one page mm-hmm. about each one and how we would approach it in the oral yeah. interim set and so forth. And over half of mine were all Irma Bombeck. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I was looking through it, uh, you know, in the part of the semester while I was like, okay, we're going to do this for final. What are we going to have? And uh, I pick up this Irma Bombeck book and start to go through it and say, uh, I think we found a gold mine here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and she is. My mother had books on the bookshelf, and mm-hmm. the, there were two that stood out to me. Um, if life is a bowl of cherries, what am I doing in the pits? Yep. And the other one was the grass is always greener over the well, septic, septic tank. tank. <laughs> so, I recall that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she she was a treasure. And, um, yeah, I'm not in Irma. I'll be there supporting okay. in the background. Uh, Nancy and Sue Martins mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah Harrington. Okay. Are doing now, it, so. uh, but speaking of having been in it, you started off the season, which is now a full season it is. that the Broads have. Yes. And it was a, a bit of a variety show, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic. And you sang in that, and then you end up singing in Young Frankenstein. Yep. So you say you didn't do any acting before age 50. What about singing? Nope. Really? <laughs> Just in my car. so in the shower now and then but no i don't no training well i have been to see uh amy morrison as have i (laughs) isn't she incredible she's wonderful yeah so um yeah i just did my thing showed up and sang and somehow got the roles so (laughs) (laughs) uh let's go back to uh young frankenstein for just a moment um was that the part you wanted Yes. Okay. Yep. So you went in with the intention of the audition of uh, exactly. Rob Booker. Exactly. Yeah. So I chose my audition song uh, based on that. Right. So I did uh, Off With Their Heads from Wonderland. It's the Queen of Hearts mm-hmm. singing about chopping everyone's head off. So <laughs> <laughs> do, do we have a dark streak? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, uh, part of the great uh, thing with being in Young Frankenstein getting to act with Casey Kustak. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things that draw you to theater in the first place? What, what makes you excited about wanting to be in a production? Um, well, first off, I have to say that it's been medicine for me, mm-hmm. really. Um, I've had anxiety, ADHD okay. issues, and putting it all into these productions calms me. It feeds my soul, mm-hmm. and it helps me to live my life productively and happily. So that's part of it. But the other part has been, like you said, the family. In both of these casts I've recently been in, um, Cabaret, I was the oldest person by 10 years. Um, There was a couple closer to my age in in (laughs) Young Frankenstein, but again, the kids are so welcoming. Everyone in these Mm -hmm. casts, there's hugs everywhere going on. Everyone's kind, everyone's supportive, and there's just no better place to be. Have you ever acted with Aaron Sharp? I have not yet. Because, you know, he has Thursday hugs. No matter what day of the week yeah. it is, you get a Thursday hug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look forward right, you know, to acting with him or his wife. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both are top-notch. Mm-hmm. And uh, such fun people outside of that as yes. well. Yes. And it's always great to, uh, you know, when you see somebody that's connected because... You know, their love story starts on the stage. I know. <laughs> and it carried on for years before they got mm-hmm. uh, hitched this last year. Uh, and 
just a, a great couple and uh, great to watch on stage, mm-hmm. whether individually or uh, both of them in, on stage mm-hmm. at the same time. I have not seen them together on the stage. Uh, they, they do marvelous work. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet. <laughs> Very well, there's got to so. be chemistry there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in fact, no, I, I'm not going to go into that uh, party that they had one night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some secrets stay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, when you look at uh, other actors uh, and actresses, who do you admire? Local talent? Let's, let's do local and uh, on a, a big screen. Okay, local, Nancy Tapkin. Mm-hmm. Um, her dramatic work is amazing, and I aspire to be her yeah. <laughs> in every way. Uh, Terry Zerfas. Yes. Her comedy. Yeah. And there's so many more. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, I think in Cabaret, Rachel Smith. Yes. Amazing. I, I could go on all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing is, um, and, and Sarah Crosby, whom I've known now basically ever since she moved to town mm-hmm. and started DAPA, uh, always told me the talent in Sioux Falls is just as great as it is in New York or Los mm-hmm. Angeles. It's just the breaks haven't been there. Yep. And uh, one of the things I was talking about recently with another guest was the fact that, you know, it used to be if you went to uh, USD, SDSU, USF, mm-hmm. Augustana, and you were going into theater, uh, yeah, you were going to have to travel to have a job in theater. Now people are getting jobs in theater. I know. And there's just so much that's going on. And I always, another thing I like to hit uh, so often is the fact that there's not this butting heads competition. It's a collaborative effort. Yes. Uh, you know, I was just thinking that uh, just uh, saw on uh, this past Saturday night, went to, and then there were none down at Old Town Theater mm-hmm. Theater. And, of course, you go through there, and, you know, here's ads for the other little theater companies mm-hmm. and so forth. And it's like everybody supports each other. Exactly. And, and that has to be uh, another great part for you, especially kind of getting into the game late. Exactly. Yeah, so, so you go to other things and, and mm-hmm. uh, take a peek. And uh, where are the other spots you want to act? I'd like to try everything in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, Worthing. Yeah. Corson. Um, I've thought about bopping over to Laverne. Okay. To the Green Earth Players. Yeah. Um, gosh, I would love to do Good Night if I had the time. Uh-huh. I did their very first season. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, Screen Queens. Yes. Cabaret. Yeah. Um, just anything that pops up that is a show that piques my interest, I'm mm-hmm. in. I'm trying to give most of my time and energy to broadcast right now because, right. like you said, we have a yeah. full season. <laughs> well, so. not only that, but it, there's such a, a – uh, Nancy was even speaking about it when she was on – that there's more of a production element to the broads this year yes. than necessarily the acting and the singing exactly. and storytelling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on, so that, that makes sense that you, that you have that. Yes, and Nancy has really taken on a, a leadership role and just been the core of everything to keep the impetus going. Um, she directed the One Night Standards, mm-hmm. and she's good at it. Yes. So I look to her for education on how to maybe do that myself moving mm-hmm. forward because I would like to try something. I have a feeling so, you'll do well. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, well, first of all, it, a lot of it is just the fact that you, you, want, you want to. Mm-hmm. 
you've got the willingness to. Yes. And you're paying attention as you're going along, like you just mentioned, at uh, all the different things that uh, you can take in. Mm -hmm. So what do you bring to the stage for someone? Well, if you had to write a resume and uh, you know go through an interview instead of just a regular audition, uh, and the uh, the question would be, well, you know, what can you do for us? Oh boy. Well, I think I have pretty good comedic timing. I like mm -hmm. to make people laugh. I think that's my favorite thing is to make people laugh. So that would be right up there. Love to sing. <laughs> um, I'm collaborative. I will support you mm -hmm. in anything that you do. Um, also, as I mentioned before, I think theater is medicine. Right. And I don't think it needs to just be medicine for me. Ah. Um, and that was something that I've thought about on and off for a while. I'm a registered nurse also. I mm -hmm. work in psych and addictions medicine. And I feel like there are ideas in the creative universe that could transfer into the medical mental health mm. universe to help people. I think that there's merit in that. And it could be something that I could do to meld both those worlds in my life. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, in fact, um, uh, I don't know if you know her, uh, uh, Ellen uh, Donahue, um, and she follows the jazz and the blues and so forth. Mm -hmm. And she got a degree in using music in therapy. Mm -hmm. And it, it's phenomenal to hear about what that can mean to somebody. Uh, and, you know, and there are some of those old adages like, you know, when you're happy, you love the music. Mm -hmm. When you're sad, you love the lyrics. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's so much uh, that, uh, you know, art in general uh, that can be taken in to help us all with our souls and our, our mindset and everything. And, uh, you know, that, that's one of the things that my wife and I love about going out uh, and taking in all the different productions is just the joy that we feel uh, when we've been to it. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever have trouble falling asleep then that night because it's in your head? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I have too many things going through my head <laughs> anyway. Right. So I, I, I think last night was uh, a pretty good night, 528. <laughs> Five? Five hours, 28 minutes okay, of sleep. that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that, oh, I'll, I'll take that. I need nine, but it rarely <laughs> so happens. Yeah. <laughs> it rarely happens. So, no, I, I really think that there is something there with theater mm -hmm. as medicine. I love it. So, I, I think we need a T-shirt before anything else. Yes. Theater as medicine. It is. I like it. We can get this done. I got to work on that. Okay. Absolutely. I'll help you. Good. Because I like the I love the idea of theater as medicine anyway, mm -hmm. uh, and I just uh, think there's so much merit to it, and so many different avenues it could take. Absolutely. Yeah. So many things, and yeah, I would like to move forward with that. Yeah. I really would. Although I don't know if a group session, including a, a scene from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, would necessarily fly. Um, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the, well, the depends crowd. On, yeah, yes. And who's playing Nurse Ratchet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's me, of course. <laughs> I guess I kind of knew that when I was asking it. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm thinking I know where this answer's coming yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that role. <laughs> oh, that's a, a great one. Did you see the little uh, series uh, that was on? Yes. Wasn't Sorry, that Sarah, amazing? Sarah Paulson. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Outstanding. I know. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll do another season. I, I believe they're scheduled for it. Yeah. I haven't taken a look as to when that one returns yet. Yeah. 
Very much looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Love it. What, what's a role you haven't played yet? Well, I haven't played a lot of I roles. I know. So is, <laughs> is there one out there that is gnawing at you? That you I would love to be the Lady of the Lake in Spamalot. Ah, fun stuff. You can see I have a pattern of the yes. types of roles that yep, I like. I'm, I'm getting that. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that'll end up making you be known as a character actor? That's okay. <laughs> you I'm know, okay with see, that. I am too. Uh, because, uh, you know, the things that I've done are, are character related. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I played uh, a Jewish lawyer in mm -hmm. an Irish show. Um, I have played an Italian caterer. Uh, and I played uh, Chef Cayenne Pepple. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it just a lot of things like that. Uh, and I did have one dramatic role once. And I enjoyed it, you know, because it was a, a change of pace. But, uh, you know, otherwise, oh, hey, you know, Dave, I think you'd be great for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's oh. where you go then. Yep. I'd also like to be the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Excellent. I think part. that would be fun. Yeah. yeah, I think I may be a character actor. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, so we talked about, you know, the types of things, but uh, getting into it late, not having much um well, I mean, basically, you're self-taught by paying attention and learning from others. Uh, so where do you think that uh, the future is for Julie Haddock-Sauer when it comes to stage? I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> I want to write more, I okay. think. Um, and I'm working on some monologues for our next broadcast show in December, which mm -hmm. is the Little Black Dress Review. Right. Um, it's... Uh, a musical review, but we'll do monologues kind of similar to Broadly Speaking and other BS right. in between. So I'm doing some writing for that. It occurs to me that I might like to do a full-length play or maybe a one-act play. Mm -hmm. Just give it a try. I think you should. Yeah. There's a, I, th I think there's so much creativity in people. Uh, and then there's a nasty little thing called self-doubt. Oh, comes around. yes. And, and those are the things that keep me up at night mm -hmm. uh, and all the different gears shifting around and so forth. Um, and uh, I, I was even listening to a, a talk show this morning, a sports talk show, and um, a big name in, in sports. And he mm -hmm. was saying that he realized what he was good at and what he wasn't. Yes. And, you know, he had tried to do play-by-play. -play, he says, I stunk at it. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a guy that's making multi-millions of dollars. And he admits where he wasn't good. Yes. And figured out the things he was good at. And mm -hmm. I, that's my goal is that uh, we can all get to that. Yes. And and be happy about it all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why I'm, I'm very much behind this uh, theater is medicine. I just, <laughs> I, I love that concept. Uh, yeah, because uh, we all need it. Uh, we just uh, sometimes, um, regrettably, you know, I love being here in the Midwest and I, I really, at this point, don't want to be anywhere else. But there's this stupid Midwestern macho man mm -hmm. syndrome that goes along that you can't cry, uh, that you can't admit when you should be at the doctor. Mm -hmm. And so then later when you do go to the doctor, it's too late. Yes. And uh, there, there's just way too much of, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not depressed. And, and we got to cure all that. And uh, the arts do it for me. Uh, and apparently, uh, you know, being on stage and, and writing and so forth does it for you. It does. Yeah. And uh, so I, I really look forward to what's to come from you. Uh, in, in the meantime, uh, you know, we've got uh, Irma Bombeck coming up 
next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also intrigued because you're playing at that uh, little stage that's in the Sioux Falls Historic Club, correct? Yes, the History yeah. Club on Phillips Avenue. Yeah. And it's an adorable little space. They have an I actual have that. stage and, you know, big space proceeding. They do events and whatnot. But, yeah, we've, we did broadly speaking there once, okay. I believe. And it's a really nice little spot. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that and, uh, because I've got some own sh- some of my own shows I want to <laughs> maybe do someplace. And uh, so uh, that'll be a, a great experience. But um, what's been the most fun experience you've had in theater in oh, these boy. seven years that you've been doing it now? Boy, that's a tough one. I would say doing Broadly Speaking because it was ours. Right. Personal. And seeing it well-received mm-hmm. was just, it just filled my heart. Yeah. So I would say that's probably one of my most fun, but anytime I get to work with Casey Kustak, <laughs> I'm thrilled. So Who isn't? I know, <laughs> exactly. Especially when he goes off leash. Yeah. <laughs> which happened a few times the last couple weeks. I'm shocked. <laughs> said Mr. Sarcasm. <laughs> what, so, what's been your uh, blunder to date that you maybe at first went, mm, man, I missed that line, or, or oh. now can look back and go, ah, you know, it happens. I learned from it. I go on. I don't even have to think about that one. Okay. During Cabaret, first weekend, that Friday night, um, I went out for my big solo, mm-hmm. and uh, Tristan and... Rachel were on stage with me. I was singing to them, what would you do? And suddenly the words were gone, just gone. And so I literally had to go, da, 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 (laughs) da. Until they caught up in the brain. (laughs) Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) Yes, it it felt like an hour and a half. It was probably 15 seconds, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And oh my gosh, I left the stage in tears. Yeah. But now it's a good story to tell. Exactly. And every time I tell it, People who I respect and who are amazing performers, directors, etc., say to me, oh, I remember when that happened to me. And so it I, happens. I have a friend that's a full-time uh, comedian, and he has a podcast called The Art of Bombing. Oh, wow. And uh, he interviews uh, other uh, comedians, and it's all about where was that time you failed on stage? Mm-hmm. What you learned from it? You know, how did you go past it and so forth? So. Well, I got to take them. Yeah. Yeah. Take take the lumps, but boy, um, that first time that uh, you get a standing ovation anywhere, your heart leaps. Oh my gosh! I know. At the end of my song in Young Frankenstein, there were a couple really hard applauses, mm-hmm. and it just, yeah, it, it, you just swell. You just feel your blood vessels open up and <laughs> absorb it. It's so exciting. All right. So outside of being a creative. What do you like to be entertained, or what art do you appreciate? Um, I love dance. I okay. love watching dance. My daughter was in dance from the time she was three through high school, okay. and at the end, I think she was in 14 classes a week. <laughs> and so I love dance. Um, I like a little bit of opera Okay. now and then. Um, visual arts, I don't get to a lot of visual art things, but my friend Jill Johnson, who is in right. Broads, uh, does this fluid medium art yes. and it's beautiful so 
and yeah, I think I have as admired far as, her work for yes, a few years. Now. It's, it's gorgeous, just, and I honestly kind of like more abstract takes on subjects, um, as far as visual art goes. But yeah, and obviously Broadway musical theater mm -hmm. <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, time for any other hobbies? Not really. Not really. Um, like I said, I like to write, like to sing. I used to like to read quite a bit, and I haven't gotten to that much lately, but I tend to read more plays lately. So looking well, for the next thing for the broads. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is you're writing, too, so mm -hmm. it takes up that the time it does. for uh, casual reading. So, yeah. But I do like to get out and walk, maybe mm -hmm. hike a little bit, those awesome. kinds of things. Love to travel when I can. And favorite place to go when you travel? Oh, boy, I need a new favorite place. For years, we went to Disney World mm. <laughs> pretty routinely, <laughs> but I'm ready to try maybe a little bit of Italy and Greece. Ah, good for you. Yeah, I have two girlfriends who just went for three weeks on a Rick Steves tour where they went through multiple countries. They were there for three weeks, I believe. So, yeah, ready to do that. All right. I do love New York City. So you do have spots you like to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, with everything you've been doing and are in and, and motivated by, I do think you need a little vacation. Everybody needs to take a break. I agree. All right. <laughs> but I'm glad you could take some time and be on the Dave Holly Hour. Thank you so much, so much, Julie Haddock-Sauer. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more and looking forward to seeing you next week in the Broadcast Theater production of Irma Bombeck. It's in. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. It is always a pleasure to talk to Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's always a pleasure to have new guests on. She should have been on a long time ago, but trying to find this woman between rehearsals and shows is a little bit difficult. From Good Night Theater, Haley Schmidt, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dave. Glad, how are you? Uh, if I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> I've always uh, I wanted get, to be a twin. Uh, I would get twice as much done, but then I'd probably take on twice as many duties, too. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, so that wouldn't work, I guess. Uh, and back when I weighed 420 pounds, most people thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you on the show, finally. Yeah, And uh, you have just come off the heels of yet another cabaret with Goodnight Theater. Yeah. Now, and as they were introducing you, they talked about the fact that you were in the last two shows of last season. Mm-hmm. So you've had three in a row now. Three in a row. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot going of cabarets. Yeah, going on vacation? <laughs> no, I wish. Um, no, actually, in a couple of weeks, I'll start as a stage manager for Good Night's production of Little Women, okay. which is in December. So right. 
taking a, a breather, but yeah. I'll be back at it soon. Okay. Have you done uh, offstage stuff before? Not in a long time. Okay. Um, I did a little bit in high school, but I was not responsible and I was not like, I didn't have any real responsibilities or duties. I was mm -hmm. just sort of there. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be a bit of a change, but yeah. I've been, I've been the merch girl at Goodnight right. for yeah. a couple of years now. So I guess those sort of offstage duties, but, right. but, but this is a new, this is a new venture. And yep. making sure everything's going smoothly. Nope, this, so is, this is a new venture for well, me. Well, that'll be great. But in the meantime, your old ventures have been phenomenal. Well, thanks. Uh, and I like the way that uh, it was presented in the, uh, the information that you know would come up on the big screen about uh, Haley and uh, and the word and it was then used again later in the show powerhouse. Oh, did you ever think that uh, growing up you'd be a powerhouse singer? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I come from a very sports-oriented family. Okay. Um, I do not have those genes though. So, uh, <laughs> you know, my parents had this very emotional child, and they didn't know what to do with her, and they kept trying different sports, and none of them were sticking. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I don't think <laughs> it wasn't really until eighth grade, like middle school, late middle school, that I actually started exploring the arts at all. And so, uh -huh. definitely, I was very very shy as a child and be, even if you would have told five-year-old me that I'd ever get on stage and do anything I think it would have been shocking yeah so when you were discovering the arts then was it music was it stage was it visual what what uh, got you interested to begin with definitely music mm -hmm. I I I was always singing I actually at one point in my life decided that I think I wanted to become a professional hummer because I really liked <laughs> humming, but I was too uh -huh. nervous to sing out loud in front of okay. people. Um, turns out that's not a job. So, um, <laughs> but yes, I it was, oh, it was we can in... make it one. You can create <laughs> yourself with anything anymore. Make your own work. Um, yeah, it was in, it was my eighth grade talent show. I feel like is kind of like the moment that sticks out for me. Really? I auditioned for, um, I sang Love Story by Taylor Swift in my okay. audition, and so did one of my dear friends. We were both mm -hmm. auditioning with the same song. And in an eighth grade talent show, we, we could actually sing. So my teacher was like, well, that's not going to work. We can't, can't have my two decent singers perform the same <laughs> song. So she called me at home that night and was like, have you ever heard of the musical Wicked? And I was like, I just heard about this thing, right. <laughs> which is hilarious looking back. But she's like, I think you should sing the song Popular from Wicked. And so I feel like that sort of kicked it off. I was... I performed it and my my principal played my Elfie and I was Galinda and then from there um, I really I I kind of dove headfirst into music and I didn't do much mm -hmm. theater um, honestly I did a musical my freshman year of high school and then I didn't do any other theater things until my junior year of college so wow I kind of leaned into the music thing mm -hmm. and yeah picked up theater eventually yeah and uh had you already been singing then uh as you got to that talent show i, I um, mean like formally in not just in like or yeah in choir in okay. like yeah middle school choir and stuff mm -hmm. yeah so what was the first time that uh, you, you talk about you know the eighth grade uh, show mm -hmm. being what kind of got you to dive into it really uh but uh, do you remember the first time you were in a full production of anything uh, yeah, my I mean my my freshman year of high school I was in the Pirates of Penzance. Oh. Um I don't think that's a good starter musical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was a police officer cuz you know there were so many girls that tried out and so the the police officers had to be women as well. Um and I just wanted to be one of the daughters who got to sing pretty notes and so I think that kind of stunted me for a little bit and then it was like I said I usually 
mark um, my junior year of college. I was in Bye Bye Birdie uh, oh, at, at the University of Sioux Falls. I kind of marked that as my first real musical. See, that has one of my favorite songs of all time. Which one? Got a lot of living to do. Okay, that's a good I one. Abs- I, in fact, uh, about 10, 15 years ago, I used to do a show with another guy, uh, and I would start the show singing that. Aha! Yeah, and I just and so that that's one of my faves. I thought you were um, gonna say like we love you, Conrad. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although I do remember, uh, I think uh, in in my high school, I wasn't in high school yet, but uh, the high school when they would put on their musical, all the fourth, fifth, and sixth graders got to see it the day before it uh, mm-hmm. came out for the public, and I remember the guy that played. They took some red wing boots and mm-hmm. spray painted them gold for his fancy looking gold <laughs> shoes. And I, okay. I have never forgotten that <laughs> image. But it just show, goes to show, you know, how creative you get and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about you in, in terms of a creative side? You know, you, you're obviously a great singer. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, you're very welcome. In fact, uh, I was talking with somebody else earlier today and mentioning, oh, yeah, good night. Yeah, and she's got a great voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those are always fun things to pass yes. along to somebody. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in terms of, you know, uh, do you have ambitions uh, beyond, you know, uh, doing just the, the cabarets or, yeah. or some acting and being in musicals? I'm, what do you want to do? I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I kind of fall into these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was kind of late to the game even getting on the stage, so I don't feel qualified to do the creative side of theater quite yet. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure... Other people would say I could do it just fine, but um, yeah, I don't know if I've got I don't know if I've got the gumption to do that. It's it's hard work directing oh, and coming up with all of that. There's no so, doubt about that. What have you learned though in this time of being on stage? Uh, you know, what what are the things that stick out most to you that you know you said that uh, you know even a few years back you would have anticipated mm-hmm. something that you're doing now. What have I learned? I feel like I've I've learned a lot about myself and um, so? yeah I I think I've done a lot of a lot of things I don't like choreography for example that uh-huh. is not a strong suit of mine it never has been a strong suit of mine and honestly something that keeps me probably from doing more because mm-hmm. that's very intimidating to me and so these last few shows have uh, put me through the ringer when it comes to choreography but it's always nice when you finish the show and it's done and you've done it. Um, so, I mean, that I think has been, it's, it's a good reminder that when you work hard at something, it can pay off. And, uh, the acting skills, uh, I thought, uh, in this last one, especially showed off, but there's one other moment that I, I really want to talk about. <laughs> What's that? Uh, goes back to when you were working in a diner for good night. Oh, the culinary cabaret. Yes. And there was this uh, young guy, uh, got kind of a red beard and mustache, mm. sitting in the uh, front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I think you know him fairly well. I do. Well, I you think do. you well, might be mentioning mm. Wade Gamar. Is oh, that the guy? Yes, that would be I him. I think <laughs> I remember him from your podcast a few weeks, about a year ago, maybe? About a year ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in fact, we'll come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, so we're watching him while we're watching you. <laughs> and it's basically like you were singing to him. And. 
We took a look at him, and my wife nudges me, and she says, that man's in love. <laughs> well, <laughs> And then I mentioned that to him later, and he goes, well, says, I, I think if you were looking closely, you probably would have seen a little tear rolling down. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty sad breakup song that I was singing. Yes. So if I was singing it to him, I hope he would cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of him, when he was yeah. on, mm -hmm. uh, he was on with Marin. Uh, and those two have done a lot of singing mm -hmm. together and some hosting of different things. Mm -hmm. uh, they got a great chemistry in that regard. They do. But when they came on, because I had been trying to get uh, Marin for a long time, and then she comes on and she goes, oh, great, I finally get to be on. And then Wade's like, yeah, well, I didn't even know I was ever going to be asked. So <laughs> did, did we take care of that with you? That, you know, at least you now know you've been asked. You're <laughs> on the asked. show currently. You know... Dave, I sort of wore it as a badge of honor that I hadn't been asked. And so <laughs> I really had to kind of mourn that season of my life oh, when, before I got here today. Great answer. <laughs> that might be one of the best answers I've heard of that. Oh, I used <laughs> to be like, you know, the only one around oh. that hadn't made it on. Well, you know, and I tell this a lot to people. Um, it's the fact that when I started this show three years ago, prior to, I had written down a good 50 names, probably towards 75. There are still people on that list I've never interviewed because as you go to things and meet new talent, make new friends and so forth, it's like, oh, wow, I have to have them on. Mm -hmm. And I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. The, the name's been in the book. And it's like, okay, what if I ask her right after a show? That's a better way to and, get me. And so now it finally worked. I got, yeah. I got smart enough after three years. <laughs> To go, you know, if you want to book her, <laughs> find a time where she's not going to be rehearsing. Yeah, exactly. It's few and far between. Well, I got a little That's break sure. ahead of me now. Well, I guess not a really. I guess weeks. I'm stage managing. That <laughs> feels different, though. Different kind right. of work. Right. Yeah. And uh, you also then don't have to uh, remember anything. Exactly. Well, yeah. maybe I have to remember things, but just different things. Different things. <laughs> no lines. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't have to learn the lines and so forth. Uh, what's been the most fun being in the cabarets? Oh, man. Well, you mentioned the culinary cabaret. Yeah, that was that a was... really fun experience for me. Great um, theme. Speaking of Marin, she directed it, and mm -hmm. that was really fun to be directed by uh, such a close friend. And um, it, she had this restaurant concept in her yeah. brain about it, and it was very different than any of the cabarets. Exactly. Um, and so... I think she was really excited when we were all excited about that. Mm -hmm. And so we really ran with that theme as much as we could. And there were a couple of songs that didn't really fit in the theme so specifically. Like most of them could take place right. in the restaurant and we could fit the vibe. But then there were some that we were like, okay, what are we going to say so that this still <laughs> happens at a, at a restaurant? And I took some creative liberties in that show and I assigned everybody characters and backstories for all their characters right. and how they were connected and um, gave us a little bit of... Oh. A little bit of something. Wait, wait, wait. Would this be a creative side? Oh, maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to make stuff up, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm not sure that my castmates really loved all the backstories I gave them, but it was a, a fun way to just kind of get deeper into that right. theme. And, and I just thought that that was such a hoot. Uh, I, I loved it. And the fact, you know, you came out with the shirts and said the diner and, yeah. uh, you know, the aprons, the, aprons and, uh, <laughs> the whole way that the, the stage looked. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that, I mean, not only the music that you had chosen for the show, but also the fact that 
Uh, I'm at least, you know, for my era, uh, but I think everybody experiences this, where they hear a song, and they can remember exactly where they were the first time they ever heard the song. And I think of how many times that I was in a drive-in restaurant playing a jukebox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can remember, let's see, fall of 1978. Uh, I was in the Lion's Den drive-in restaurant in Rock Rapids. And all of a sudden, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, and the guy that was a senior, and I said, oh, man, you got to listen to this. Plunks out. And it was the who with who are you. Uh-huh. I've never forgotten that. Uh, and, you know, there are so many times, and, and music is so great in that way. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be just a blast as you go through that. And, you know, uh, you do see, sing a lot of songs in the cabarets mm-hmm. that uh, I might not be as familiar with. I won't <laughs> say not familiar. Uh, but the other thing I love about uh, shows like that is there are songs that I didn't like sometimes. Oh. But then when I hear them and, <laughs> and I, I hear it, uh, you know, in a way that I can actually understand the lyrics, for one thing. That's, that helps. That helps greatly. Uh, and then the secondly, the live sound to it. And then thirdly, when I can look at the people and go, these are my friends. And it's just so amazing. And then I'll go back to the original song, and I'll have a better understanding of it and a better respect for it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, that, you find that, that when you Is that uh, specific to The Monster by Rihanna and Eminem from this past weekend? Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, because, and, and the funny thing is, you know, sometimes when the, the titles come up, it's like, oh, what's this? And then I'll hear it. Oh, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. You know, I've at least heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it is uh, fun in that regard. So uh, what's the feeling for you uh, when you get up on stage and you've got a song that's from your era that, you know, you sang hundreds of times just sing along to the radio uh and then you get to perform it oh i feel like it's like almost like a dream right because mm-hmm. every time i don't know as a performer i feel like every time i sing the song i'm performing it often it's to my steering wheel or my shower head but like i'm always performing and so to actually get up and do it um champagne problems is a really good uh example of that i don't know if you mentioned earlier or if you remember when i mentioned earlier taylor swift back right. in eighth grade like i'm a longtime fan and that's one okay. of her songs from her newest albums and so i've been singing taylor swift for a very long time so any chance i get to do it up on stage for real is very fun for ah, me <laughs> we we have uh, an idol that we like uh, oh my gosh yes <laughs> yes big fan and uh, do you also have the same non-fear of the number 13 like she does my we have the same birthday, December thirteenth. Oh no! So yep, yep. You're another December. Uh huh. You're two days before me. Ah, look at that. Yeah. Happy birthday. And well, you soon. as well. Yeah, we <laughs> a couple of months. But yeah, no, she's exactly five years older than me, and so I just feel like it's like a really. It was. Oh. I actually There's same friend in you. eighth grade. We looked up our birthdays and who we shared them with. She had Beyonce. I had Taylor Swift, and oh, we were like, well, this wow. is perfect. Um. I mean, that's really cool in eighth grade. It doesn't mean a lot now. I but it's so cool now. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that's great. And uh, remind me to talk about a December birthday party in January. Oh, okay. Okay, okay perfect. After, after we're finished here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who did you look up to besides Taylor Swift? Oh, like Musically, musically? or acting-wise? Well, one of my other favorite performers, and probably one who I... I love Taylor Swift as, like, 
an idol, as an icon, as an idea. But like musically, I really love Sarah Bareilles. Oh, she's yeah. she's one of my favorites, Top and notch. I I love to sing her. I don't think I've gotten a chance to yet. I remember in the Royals Cabaret, Madison Rimmer got mm-hmm. to sing Sarah Bareilles, yeah. and I said, "Really." Oh, but man. it's okay. I got over it. She did a great job, <laughs> yeah, and she, she told did. me it was for me, so <laughs> that worked. Um, but I say I I think her voice in particular, she has done a really good job of marrying a pop and musical theater tone, mm-hmm. and I think I have a tendency to sort of do that too. Not comparing myself to her, and you know, completely, but <laughs> I think I also those are kind of the the ways my voice leans. So it's been I've been singing her songs for mm-hmm. a long time too. Well, so you've been involved with uh, Good Night for many shows now. Yeah, I think uh, five. And, and, I think this is my fifth cabaret. Yeah. And then uh, also, uh, as you mentioned, Merch Girl. Merch Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so is auditioning for Bob and Luke uh, still tough? I haven't auditioned in a really long time. Really? Because they yes. said, oh, so, we know this is Haley. And... Yeah. I auditioned my first two years. Okay. Um, and then going in. This is my fourth year in Good Night. So going into my third year, um, I, they had already asked me to be the merch girl, and they said, feels kind of weird if we make you audition, if we've already <laughs> <laughs> told you you're going to do this. So, um, And then once you're a collective member, you don't have to audition anymore. So this is my oh, first really? year okay. as a collective member. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Well, congrats, first Thank of all, you. on becoming a collective member. Thank then you. That, that's awesome. Yeah. But so, I, I just wonder, uh, I guess the question that I was wanting to go to was, and, and let's say you go uh, audition someplace else uh-huh. then. When you go in an audition, what do you feel you're taking to that group? What What do you feel, uh, you know, if, if this were an interview mm-hmm. where the, uh, the potential boss would say, so, Haley Schmidt, tell us uh, what can you bring to our musical? <laughs> I I think I, I really pride myself on being myself. I, I feel like I learned a long time ago who I was, and I spent a long time just exploring that. And so I think... I can come to an audition or an interview or whatever and be very authentically myself. And if that's not what they're looking for, I'm also okay with that too. You're I'm, able I, to accept it. I'm able to accept it. I, yeah. I think I've only interviewed for one job in my whole life and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and same with, I don't do a lot of interview or auditioning. Obviously uh-huh. I told you I'm kind of new to all this. So, <laughs> uh, I've worked the same job, my part-time job. I worked full-time and on and off since I was in high school. So wow, yeah, it's been I've been there for 15 years. So incredible. I know I didn't really have an interview. I just sort of showed up and started yeah. working. Yeah, well, in in some cases, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're breathing. Let's hire them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, my mom's the manager, so nepotism. But. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, what do you like to listen to? You, you've mentioned Taylor Swift a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, is there a particular genre you like to stay in? Are there some areas that you would really like to jump in and try? Oh, I, I, I like to listen to pop music, but not in the way that like pop music is played on the radio, but mm-hmm. like the genre of pop, like pop icons. Oh. <laughs> I love like Carly Rae Jepsen has some pretty cool albums yeah. out there. Most people don't know anything beyond Call Me Maybe, but like sort of the the pop singers, but not necessarily what's hit playing on the radio, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I also love dad rock, 70s rock. One of my favorite pastimes is um, <laughs> is uh, during the... So I love 70s rock. I didn't know I loved dad rock. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, during, I think it's 
mm, is it Memorial Day when the Indy 500 is yes. playing? Yeah, yeah, or is going. Um, right. There, B1027 in town right, counts the, down the top 500 whole, yeah. rock songs. And I'm fairly certain that they just like take the same 10 and shake it up Yahtzee style and play whatever comes out. But Probably. I love to see which ones win every year. <laughs> That's a fun, fun thing that I do. My roommates usually get a little annoyed by the end of the uh, end of uh, Memorial Day. But. but you know what? I've always said that the uh, 70s is one of the best decades ever of music, mm-hmm. not rock, but music. Mm-hmm. Because you had rock and roll, mm-hmm. uh, you had some traditional country. There were still some big bands playing. There were all the soft rock and the mm-hmm. adult contemporary. A little bit of metal was already making its way mm-hmm. out there. And it just had such a wide variety. And if you were to go back and, and uh, look at the top 40 charts for just sales, it wouldn't be just one genre that's in there. They all would be. Yeah, that's uh, true. And it was it's just a, such a unique uh, thing that took mm-hmm. place. Oh, how can I forget? Disco. Yes, yes, dun, of course. Dun, 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 <laughs> yes. My 70s aligns more with what you were talking about, though. I don't okay. I don't think of disco as much. Yeah. but <laughs> And, I mean, 80s, too. My dad, we, I grew up listening to the Eagles a lot. That was his favorite band. Excellent. And, um, favorite Eagles song. Uh, oh. You can't say Hotel California. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Now you put me on the spot. It's like I've never heard one before in my life. Um, you, uh, Desperado. Sure, Desperado is a good Excellent one. choice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then uh, Journey. We listened to a lot of Journey okay. growing up, too. Um, Be Good to Yourself is my favorite Journey song, mm-hmm. if you're wondering. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, I that's why I call it dad rock. It's my dad's okay. rock music. I, Sorry. I Sorry to be no, offensive. No, not at all. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, you know, I've worn mom jeans before, so <laughs> dad rock is much better than that. Yes, true, true. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk about uh, when you're not on stage. Uh, where do you work, first of all? Yeah, I work at the University of Sioux Falls. Okay, yeah, so that's been the whole time, 15 years. Well, now. I've worked at my part-time job, Simply Perfect, for 15 years. Oh, and I've been at the University okay. of Sioux Falls for about three years. All right, got yeah, it. A little got over it, three it. years. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I thought you were at USF. Yeah. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. No, no, okay. no. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't work out, work out right? <laughs> yeah. No, I've been uh, at USF for three years. But when you're not a part of the arts and entertainment scene, uh, what do you like to be entertained by? Um... That's a great question. Uh, I get in one per interview. That's it. What was that? Well, oh, one good question. Well, I work in the performing arts department at USF, so I spend a lot of time with the students and seeing mm-hmm. what they're working on, and that's always really exciting. Um, between our students at USF and the students at Augie, there is always always productions happening, probably that True. most of the public doesn't know about, and so True. that's how I get to see a lot of shows um (laughs) mostly because they're free and also because i yeah i've got an in there but um but aside from that i mean i i mean i spend a lot of time going to shows i don't feel like i do a lot of other entertainment i don't watch a lot of tv not Mm -hmm. because i'm like high and mighty and like you know better than anybody i'm usually just scrolling on my phone so turning my brain to mush in a different way (laughs) um but I don't watch a lot of movies. That's kind of a calling card for me. Most people know. If you reference a very popular movie, it's very likely I haven't seen it. Oh. 
So don't so, do the mi- movie tri- uh, trivia question. Yeah, you don't want me to be your movie trivia. Unless it's about Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, my favorite movie. I probably don't know it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I try to get to as many shows as I can right. between all of the different companies here. Um, I finally had the honor of being asked to be a Sioux Falls stage panelist. So uh-huh. at least I have an excuse to go now. to. I know. Yeah. I feel it's, it's a very exclusive yes, club. Is. So I feel like now I have a reason to go to all of these shows. <laughs> all right. Any other hobbies at all? Any other yeah. hobbies? I don't have a ton of time for hobbies. I don't. Um... Yeah. Question number one. I always ask these two. And uh, question number one. <laughs> Most often says uh, you either don't have time for it yeah. or it's just, you know. Between my full-time job, my part-time job, and good night, it's, it takes up a lot of my time. Yes, so I, when we can get downtown um, to eat at restaurants, yeah. I don't know if that counts as a hobby. Yeah, I, I count it as such. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. I, yeah, I prefer eating out. Wade, my boyfriend, prefers cooking. Um, so I think we balance each other well. Yeah. Um, What's his best dish? Well, his favorite dish is a chickpea kale stew that he makes every single week, and I give him a lot of crap about it, so he'll love that I brought that up. Yes, he will. Um, what's his best dish, though? Oh, everything he makes is pretty good. Good. Yeah. We you know, had a... We're neighbors not too far away from him. Not for long. <gasps> no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, first of all. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you got it about another week before you can go over there and oh, bother Oh, wow. Him. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I'm going to miss his dog. I know. Yeah. We'll come by. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he walks it past our place. Well. And he's a good neighbor. And he is a good neighbor. Yeah, he has his Hopefully own, he makes he, a good roommate. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> kind of wondered if that was leading there. <laughs> well, congratulations then thank on you. that. Part. Thank you. In the meantime, Haley, thank you so much that you uh, were finally able to get on the show. I know. This is so and, exciting. And this uh, breaks at the streak of the time that you hadn't been on the show then. I know. So you can no longer wear that as I a badge know. of honor. I know. I don't know. i got to come up with something else unique about me now. Well, now you can say you were the 237th guest. And nobody else can say that, can they? And, and uh, the 450th guest appearance wow. on the show. So you've had a lot of people doing double duty. Yeah, there's, there's uh, yeah. well... Yeah. Luke Tatchy's been on how many times? Yeah, I was going to say, we got a few that are up there uh, <laughs> beyond one handful. <laughs> yeah, between Luke and Bob and Wade and Nick and Tina and Marin, I was really one of the few. So, <laughs> But now, look at me. Now you've made it. In, I've made it. In fact, it. if you get to be a guest artist on uh, Midtown Coffee Radio... Maybe that'll be brought up. I think there's a rumor about this next episode. Mm, Not I... me, but one of the characters that I play. Oh. Halloween's coming up, you know. Yeah, it's and true. Special, a Halloween. special, some special characters show up on Halloween in Midtown. I have a feeling I already know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Would it have anything to do with Big Tree? Big Tree has something yep. to do with it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley, thank you so much. Of Appreciate course. It. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. 
Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to those great guests, Julie Hedick-Sauer and Haley Schmidt. Thanks to the wonderful people at The Source, where we recorded Julie's conversation. And thanks to the man that put the R in R wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi, where Haley's conversation was recorded. Most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 151 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 